right, Six Pack Lapidat, Randy Cook, Paul Maranzan. We're going to have a quick discussion right now. Um, I got a couple topics I want to talk about. First off, so a couple of topics. I don't know which ones you guys want to hit first. I want to talk about GOAT talk. What makes you the GOAT of your division or overall? Um, and I want to talk about is Brett Gibbs the 83 kilo GOAT? Some people say nay uh, because obviously lost to Hack, never came back to Hack never came back, beat him. But we can discuss that in a minute, and then we can discuss why we think so. And then from that discussion, Betroff did what makes up a GOAT, as well as IPF rule changes. Which one do you guys want to do first? Well, let's hit him in that order then. Let's do 83 kilo GOAT first. Let's hit it. So this is what I'm going to say. 83 kilo GOAT is Brett Gibbs. Here's why. Yes, the big showdown happened between him and Hack. Yes, it's probably the biggest showdown in IPF history, maybe powerlifting history, due to... A, the amount of viewers. I, well, I've done every world since, and we haven't, and, and, and no other governing body has a competition as hyped with a showdown that that many people tuned in to watch. SBD even had them staring each other down like boxers doing a photo shoot and putting it out there for propaganda as well. It was easily the heavily, most heavily hyped in terms of viewership, everything. It was wild. Everyone's Instagram was talking about it, and both those guys bought in. When they met each other at Earl Classic, they did the old Dukes up, pictures taken, and put it up there. Joey Flex is on board. Everybody's talking about it. And we haven't had anything like that before. Social media wasn't big before. We couldn't hype stuff. The amount of people who followed powerlifting was a fraction of the size. Thus, vis-a-vis, -vis, the amount of people who gave a shit was a fraction. That was by far the biggest. So it hurts uh, Gibbs that he lost probably the biggest showdown our sports had. Because that's the one people remember. But... The reason why he is the GOAT, he has since come back and destroyed that overall world record, achieved something nobody has ever has in 83 kilo, a 10 times body weight total, which nobody had ever, that's a huge milestone, did it on a phenomenal day where it looked like he had more in the tank, which is even scarier, reclaimed the world record and put it beyond anything Hack did before that, and we can't assume Hack would do more if he had stayed. Because Hack left, and now he openly says he uses... Um, yeah, SARMs. now he's openly admitted to using SARMs. At this SARMs point. and stuff like that. So his numbers can't be directly... And he's using, obviously, deadlift bar, and etc. So you can't compare their numbers anymore, so we have to leave it at that. So if we... If we like, I, I, would, I would hear you out if you said, well, if Hack didn't use SARMs, he still might have hit 830. And I would say, you know what, you might be right. But we can't... We have to go by what happened. And what happened, you don't become the 83 kilo goat with one win and leave. It's not enough. Brett stayed in the pocket, stayed in there, and has pushed 83 kilo total beyond anything we've ever seen in the highest 10 times body weight total we've ever seen. I think Brett takes it. What do you guys say? So I'm going to go back to this. Is goat gets thrown around in so many ways in so many sports. My thing about it is, what defines a GOAT? Like what, what, you say he's the GOAT of the 83. What is your definition of a GOAT? Okay, let's talk about it. For me, right now, in terms of Brett, he's either been... Not Brett, just in general. What's okay, a well, goat? Well, because well, because well, when we talk about sports in general, yeah, why the people yeah. throw the word GOAT all the all time. Right. So, let's, let's, so just let me throw it back to Brett as an example. Well, I think he's GOAT, but, but I'll, we'll, I'll hit on that as well. I think it does take time. Um, not just a one in and out. If you're going to be off one performance, the GOAT, it better be the performance of a lifetime. The, a bar was set that will not be broken for maybe 10 years. 10 years later, 
not Brett, not anybody we even know. It takes another two generations of lifters, because I think in powerlifting, generational lifters is every five years, maybe even sooner. You can take two to three generations of lifters to actually surpass your record. Okay, let's say you only won one world, but you are three generations ahead of your time. All right, I would beg to, you could argue, um, then, because you're such a phenomenal guy that you hit it once, moved on, and you were probably the GOAT then. But that's nine times out of ten not the case. Um, I think so when that isn't the case, and that's nine times out of ten or probably less not the case, it's got to be over duration of time. How many times have you either won or come in second, third, like you're up there? Brett is either, Brett is always in there. If he loses, he's the other guy who you're battling with to take it from. He's either one, right from junior, he's a world champion, through all the Opens, ever since going into the Open, he's either one or two, one or two, one or two, every fucking year. Now he's got, I think, three World Championships. Well, two, two in the Open, one in the Juniors. Two, two Open, one junior. And he's breaking, and in between these World Championship wins, he's breaking World Records. Um, so even before he came back to take the World Championships back, he broke Hack's World Record at an international Correct. meet. Um, and then so when he came back and lost and took a silver in, in Belarus, it's not the full story because if you look at the overall career, he still posted a total more than what happened in Belarus to win gold, more than uh, Hack ever did. So in terms of full body, um, so I'm using him as an example, I believe you have to put in a body of work over time. Now, I'm not saying Gibbs has been around forever at the top, but for his weight class, and these, these classes are still fairly young themselves. They, I mean, we're talking for like in 2014, 13 or whatever yeah. 24 range, so they haven't been around that many years. So when you look at that, he's been around almost as long as these fucking divisions have been. So maybe down the road, it's going to take maybe 20 years from now, you better be on top for 10 years to be called GOAT. But we're not there yet. It's like MMA early days when they've only been around for five years. So there's one, longevity. And number two, you break down barriers no one else has had. For me. So for instance, 1,000 kilo club on heavyweights, that was a big deal. You are the first. 10 times body weight in total, it ha um, Gibbs was the first. When you hit like 500 pound bench, Gibbs was the first. When you hit these new barriers, 1,000 pound squat, Ray Williams first. When you're the guy to do that, everyone knows who did it first. First sprinter to break 10, se 10 seconds, whatever, shit like that. So um, I believe if you're the one who's tearing down walls, and because pe people break world records all the time, but when you hit that big sexy first, you know, first 400 kilo, whatever. That helps as well. Not that alone, but if it's like he won two world records and was the first man to ever do this, first woman to ever do that, so it puts you, it shows how far ahead you were. So let's say he won three world championships and was the first to hit this, first to hit that, and he's by far, he was leading the charge. Now we're talking. Well, this guy was hung around longer, sure, but he wasn't leading the charge. He had a couple soft years. The competition wasn't as tough. This dude was leading the charge, breaking barriers no one ever thought. I think those are criteria for me. And uh, also, so that, that actually that actually leads me to my last one, if the opposition was soft when you're winning. And that's another reason why I think Gibbs, his opposition is always fucking stiff. There's no doubt that 83 is probably the most stacked in the IPF. Yeah. Like I, I firmly believe that right now, 83. But I agree with a lot of what you said. And to me, it's it's... One of them that, that gets falls off is popularity that makes a GOAT. I believe popularity is a big part of what makes a GOAT. Popularity, performance, defense. Why do you say popularity? Because if you're not popular in your sport and 
being at the top two, you can fall off as not being one of the greatest of all times. If people don't because that, goat's not real and it's no, uh, it's it's not because that. if you're a true advocate of the sport and someone who knows the history of the sport, you'll know who these people are. But this day and age, if you don't if if you don't have a sense of popularity like amongst powerlifting, twenty years from now you might have been the greatest, but will you be remembered? Okay, so so here's, so, so here's my why okay. I say popularity is that you look at goats like to me powerlifting. Nobody will ever take away is Eddie Co. Eddie Cohen is the goat. Like he is the goat of powerlifting through all the years and everything else. Fifty years from now, people will still talk about Eddie Cohen as one of the goats. Um, there's lifters that will break his records. There's lifters that that will do unbelievable performances, but it's like you said, they may only do it once. Do they defend year after year? Like Brett. I truly believe as a goat, because it's what you said. First and second, multinational. Like, he's had some ups and downs, but he's in the fucking... He yeah. is in the trenches every You're going to battle him up. It's he's a, he is going to He is going to make you perform better than you've ever performed. Yeah. And, that, and that, to me, is, is a goat. But the, the performance um, to defend year after year and to be able to do it... Like, there's people that walk out on that stage... Platform, sorry. And they do things that nobody can touch, and it's not even fucking close. Like... One of the ones to me, and it's I think soon will step off, is Cornelius. I truly believe Cornelius is a, is a go to the one twenty, and oh, yeah, there's no. But but what his performances is, will his popularity in twenty years be be known to be a go? Well, okay, because so will, will he will he still let, be known? Let me let me let me get something straight. This is this is big. We got to establish up right now. Are you saying? So there's a difference between saying these two things. Are you because goat isn't a real title you can win? No, it's given to you by the public. Yes. So are you saying you won't be given it by the public if you're not popular enough? You're damn sure. Okay, because when you first said it, it came off like I can't give it to you if I don't think you're popular enough. No, what I'm what I'm saying is that. So you're not saying that. You're not saying basically I, how many how many social media followers are you and do people like you? Well, I, I, I think if I, I, you, you. I think if you have. Five followers and everyone hates your fucking guts. If you got Brett Gibbs' resume, you still go. Yeah, I don't think popularity comes into it. I think it's... I think you still go. Yeah. Like, you might not be given... I agree, I agree. You might not get your just due. That's life. But I still think you're God. You don't. I, can tell I don't. Your chubby face. I don't think it is because I because the greatest of all time is somebody who's going to be recognized 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 yeah. years. Is it popularity or is it respect? It's, or is it... It's, it's, well, it's, well, I guess but, if you but, said but, Cornelius but, might not... He's respected, but he wouldn't be as popular. He is. He is respected in this on no matter what federation. Where yeah. you go, that guy is. I mean, well, it's who he is and what he can do. But the thing he, is, is will he be twenty years from now? Will people say Dennis Cornelius is a goat? I think personally, like he he is the greatest of all time. But to me, there's a popularity thing of it. Like different analogies from different sports, you could go to like boxing is one of the best for goats and I know you have a very deep background on that mm -hmm. for, for knowledge but there's lots of boxers that you'll call out people on on different sites and say Did, what about this guy like especially when uh, Mayweather people call Mayweather goat and you're like look at these people mm -hmm. and I guarantee you half the people that read that comic go who the fuck is that so are they the goat Muhammad Ali had personality like he was he was somebody who and was it does he have the greatest record of all time no no it's quality of opposition as well though but here's one thing Here's one thing I want to say to that effect. For instance, so Sugary Robinson, by most people who are um, boxing pundits, would say like he's by far the number one greatest of all time for boxing. If you don't know Sugary Robinson, 
people say, well, Mayweather's 50 and 0. Well, that's cute. That's his whole record. Sugar Robinson went 91 fights in a row before he lost, and he fought like seven times a month. And he fought, he had over, he had 225 fights. And like, it's not like he has more, he had twice as many knockouts as Mayweather had fights. So it's like laughable to almost be like 50 and 0. Yeah, he almost doubled that in his biggest win streak. Like, let's see, dude, stick around and fight a little longer, like a little more often, and see if you keep keep undefeated. So it's it's more than just numbers. But what I would say is, it isn't that he wasn't popular. It's he's from the 40s and 50s. But at the time, he was like a superstar because boxing was so much bigger in the 40s, 50s. He's probably, he's crazy popular. I think, if you look at it that way, no matter what, like Brett Gibbs crazy popular right now, Isabella popular right now, in 50 years, People, there'll be so many superstars that come and go. They might not give a fuck. What was it? Yeah. What was it? What was it? Eddie. That's how people. What was Eddie Cullen's last powerlifting meet? I don't know, man. Nineties, I think. He's in eighties, nineties. How popular is he in powerlifting? Yeah, but he's. We're talking one guy. First off, but this is what I go back to as a goat. I but think in fifty the, years, I think the term gets thrown around too much of what nineties isn't that long. In fifty years, let's see if like Larry Wheels isn't remembered over Eddie. In 50 years, we'll see if, like, like, people are fucking, people forget, man. And I don't think it can play into it. I don't think popularity can play into it. I do. Because who defines the popularity then? Are we just talking general public? Are we talking amongst the athletes of the sports? I think if somebody's an asshole and isn't popular, he can still be good. Yeah. Like, Fedoshenko, for example. Whoa! Hey! What the fuck? It's a hell of a segment! Yeah. No, but, no, not because he's an asshole, but social yeah. media platform? Not huge. Yeah. People outside of the sport don't know him, but the guy's fucking wins everything. Like he hasn't lost. And, what I, what I and he's with, easily one of the greatest see, of the sport. See, see, my thing is, I, I understand what you're saying, greatest of all time, of, of something. It's just that that term itself, to me, is somebody you won't recognize. It's a household name. A oh, guard. Is, for sure. It's a is, is, so. So I agree with what you're saying. Is that guy hands down is the greatest of all time in his fucking weight class? There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. But. In twenty in twenty years from now, are you gonna say that the like the only reason that the hundred hundred and twenty plus fucking KG guys know his name is because they compete for him for Wilkes. Otherwise, would they know him? Well, like I know what you mean. Where so here's 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 where we're gonna agree to disagree, and then we'll hit up on some of these proposals because I don't want to go too long on the same thing. But um, I agree. It's not a real title, and it's only given to you by um, the population. Thank you. And if the population is ignorant towards the past of the sport, which nine times out of ten, Eddie Cohen's a, a not like he's easy anomaly. But I think nine times out of ten, people couldn't even tell you. Well, who else? Name the other guys from the eighties, nineties. People would be like, <gasps> Yeah, that's where it ends. So it's not and where they're making the educated. Not, not to take anything away from Eddie Cohen as well, because obviously the guy is one, of the, greatest, yeah, one yeah. Is, is one of the greatest of all times. But he's also had the luxury of people making him relevant again. Yeah. He yeah, had Mark Bell's he had, alliance with him. He had the backing of a Mark Bell. Mark Bell, who has the biggest push for the longest time in powerlifting, was had him all the time on his on his uh, channels talking about here's the goat, here's the goat, here's the goat. Basically marketed him as the goat. Yeah. If Mark if so, this is what social media is marketing. If you want to take almost anyone from the past, a lot of guys who wouldn't and girls who wouldn't know any of his fucking numbers, any of his what year did he win the world championships? What did he do to win the world? They would be I don't and fucking I know. But I was told he's got but, but the and history. I guarantee that if Mark Bell could have had him found, you know, like a Mark Henry more 
Yeah, he's more marketable. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, so like Mark Henry's the goat. I agree. And Eddie Cohen is still just in the background as a guy who hit it phenomenal. I will, I will agree with you that his name got thrown around a lot, but here's the thing that we go back to as a goat was how long did it take for someone to break his record? Well, same with Mark Henry. Yeah. Mark Henry's 903 deadlift and attested, I think, still stands. I believe so. Raw. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm not saying, like, I'm, so, so, I'm so not debating so against, against it, I'm debating, I'm debating whether people would know him and give it to him. I'm not debating even against whether he Even is. without Mark Bell, like the social media, some of the biggest deadlifters in the world coming into it, I mean, the, one of the biggest things was always to break Eddie's records mm -hmm. in different weight classes, right? Mm -hmm. And when they did it, it wasn't the number, it was the accomplishment they did, which was breaking his record. Mm -hmm. Why I put him as a GOAT. Like, so... Like, when I look at lifters or whatever, I mean, there's few of them I give the term go-to because like, they, they're standout beyond, not just they've been in the game for a long time, they win a few things, but they stand out beyond anything. To me, sitting out there right now, like, to say, I think Yuri Belkin is going to be a fucking goat. Like, I think his his abilities and what he, he does is... So he, here's another one. Here's another one. I won't beat it to death. I know said we're going to move on, but I just want to say, for instance, um, for Steffi Cohen's weight class... She hasn't been in there a shit long, long time. She's only been doing it a few years. Popularity, though. Well, not only... Okay, so I'm not working on popularity <laughs> yet. But what I'm saying is she's absolutely destroyed anything anybody's ever done in that weight class. And if someone before her had broken up, like, oh, I broke this world record, that world record. But when she came, it's so far ahead of anybody else previous, she probably was GOAT within two years. And that's one situation where I don't look at longevity. I look at your impact was you were so far ahead of everyone else. It's just silly, and we don't even need to talk about it. I understand someone else before you was holding it down in that division for 10 years, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She comes two years, and she takes it over? Well, yeah, if she's so far ahead of you, it's like you're two different sports. It's like, it's like you missed one of the events. That's how much her total is on yours. Yeah, maybe even one. That's, that's what I'm saying where it isn't necessarily. And yes, she has popularity, but for me, that's only, it's a battle of educating the public. And I don't give a shit if someone only knows this era and says, Floyd Mayweather's the greatest of all time. Well, tell me about Joe Lewis. If you can't, we don't need to have this discussion. And tell me about Henry Armstrong. Who, tell me about Ray Robinson. If you can't, your, your opinion is null and void. And, and I agree with you on what you said, but... I'm going to go back to what I and said. And I'm a popular guy. What I'm going to say is... This argument actually... So... The greatest debater. But the reason you you picked her, and it's this is my take on it, is the reason you picked her is her popularity, because why not say CeCe? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Well, no, I said, no, no, no. You just changed the whole debate. I said of her weight class, though. Yeah. No, no. So I was just talking about Stevie Cohen's weight class. Mm -hmm. um, so CC, I could say CC for sure. You can argue CC is the greatest right. of all time. But but well, all I'm saying is that you picked Steffi, who is if you were I'm going, a Steffi Cohen dick rider. I, I get it, but if you were okay. going, if you hey, were, but if you, ask me what I did this weekend. It's it's fucking rotor dick. It was a quicker household name to say. <laughs> There's a sound bite for you. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> and she won't be on the show next. No, time. that's uh. <laughs> no, but yeah. All right. No, you know, like. I, I agree with you that, and it's kind of like what I what, well, I think we're agreeing, but just kind of not. I think we're just arguing for the point of arguing. No, no we, I, 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 we have these conversations all the time that we never record, but the thing and, is, and I get it, but the whole thing started, I mean, just, just to take it back, is when the whole thing started with, with Jesse, is that when we the conversation started with goats and all this other stuff, and um, the greatest of all times, and who, who is and who it isn't, and 
I think it, I think there's going to be a legacy behind it. I think there's going to be popularity behind it. I think there's going to be something they did that just stands out as why they are the greatest. Yeah, of the time. That's I still it. say popularity can't be among the public. It's got to be among. But your but but I will give you this because it's got to be given to you. It's not a title you can give in like a championship yeah. belt you win in a match or a medal you get put around your neck. The public has to fucking agree, Maybe. and that's and, and that's the hardest because nine times out of ten the public only knows who's the most popular. And that's tough. Well, the thing about the public is, is that you can become the GOAT, and it's it's not just being famous, it could be infamous. You can be the biggest person in life, but if you got 10 million followers because people watch like, you just to hate you? Yeah, like Conor McGregor. Here's, 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 you, know, you know what Henry Ford said? He goes, um, in terms of like polling the public on their opinion on things, and I never forget this, because we get a lot of people trying to tell us direction on King of the Lifts. Anytime someone sees you or messages you should do this, less of that, more of this, and whatever the shit. And um, so Henry Ford said, "Keep if you got something going, stick to your vision, keep doing what you're doing, and recognize your own progress. And be careful when the general public wants to give you an opinion. Because if I asked the general public what they wanted to see, I wouldn't have gotten the first car. I would have just got a faster horse. That's what they would have fucking told me. Breed the horses, make the horse faster. I, I threw that out the window with fucking... I don't know about you guys, but I would like to be riding around on a faster horse. Well... Get rid of the car. So... Bring back hitching posts. So that's where you got to be careful. That, and I keep that with me often when making decisions, including goat status. I would also like to point out that I competed at 83 kilo and I have not been mentioned yet. In the goat debate. <laughs> the goat, I am just throwing it out there. The great goat debate. So listen, I let's talk about... Let's talk about some of these. We got like 20 minutes here. Um, or less, depending on how long we can keep Randall entertained, and believe me, it's tough. So, here's some of the IPF proposals that went through. We're getting this off of Reddit, who is getting this off the IPF Facebook. I We it's think... USA Powerlifting's. USA Powerlifting Facebook. So, yeah. if anything's wrong, I'm just going to source it, just in case someone's like, Google If anyone's saying it's wrong, let's just play Matt Gary. Let's, well, let's, well, yeah, let's throw it out there. If, it, if it's wrong... You listened, comment underneath it when, when he posts that we put this up. Yeah, but I just want to get sources so people know that's where we yeah. get it. It's off the Reddit, which apparently is supposedly off of the U.S. Um, Facebook. So, uh, any doping fees, whatever, we're, that's, leave that up to those guys who have to pay for it. Stricter, stricter regulation on Hall of Fame members. Don't really give a shit. Who's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, exactly. No one knows. No one cares. Go debate. Um, go debate. The better question is, where the fuck is the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I was, I was also not aware we had a Hall of Fame, to be honest. I knew they had a Hall of Fame, but it doesn't mean too much. We know, but it's not celebrated like it should be. Let's let's book a trip there. Um, a pilgrimage, I believe it's called. You know what? As an IPF media team member, maybe it's half my fault. I could, I'm not putting forth ideas to even celebrate it more. Maybe it's something we could all talk about, too. Well, I mean, who's been, in, who's been inducted into the Hall of Fame? There's a lot of people, but we don't know. Yeah, it should be advertised. I agree. So anyways, moving actually, forward. They just announced it, actually. It was uh, <coughs> or who was actually inducted this year. So I'm sorry. Exactly. I was going to say, we, move, move, the, IPF post, the IPF posted and I still don't know. Anyways. So lifter cannot show national flag before or during national or medal ceremony. Again, people, I talked about it in my rant. People, oh, it's so against national. So against, what's wrong with patriotism? Let me tell you guys who, who you guys you guys watched it, but uh, I'm sure you watch it every day. Your boy's on there commentating. But um, the, there's literally, in front of every single fucking um, attempt, shows the name, huge flag, all over the banners, flags hanging from the ceilings, 
And during the ceremony, they drop the flags down. They have a whole like professional presentation. So it doesn't look like when you go to your local gym, like a local high school, and you have a smaller fence, this is a world championship. It's not really a world championship. And who's bringing a flag? Maybe we don't have a flag. If you don't bring your nation's flag, there isn't going to be a flag. And we don't want this flag, that flag, that flag. So the Olympics actually had it the same. You want a professional appearance. So if you want to do photo ops on the platform, um, doing the whole thing with the medals, cool. But during a ceremony, we're going to do this to spec. So it looks like you would see on TV with the Olympics, the flags drop, exact same size. <laughs> we all look up at the banner. People get emotional. They cut to it. That's why, nothing to do with, some people get weird and they want to be offended, like, what's wrong with patriotism, what's wrong with, not fucking, ain't nothing. Is there a single country whose singlet isn't fucking got their banner on it? Dude, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or like, not to, mention, not to mention the track suits have got your That's what I'm saying, like, track like, suits, so, so, everything. Like, and I get that point, because when you see the Olympians, they, like, they, they have a ceremony, a, a, like a, a, a parade of flags, opening every fucking day. It's, listen, when you're at the Worlds, you see nothing but flags all the time, nothing but national anthems. It was crazy. And, and nothing but flags beside the names and your placings, beside every single attempt. The, the flags drop from the ceiling and they sing the national anthem. You're just not holding it so it looks a whole lot cleaner. But when people say, what's against nationalism? Well, I'm gonna call, call you out right now and say, you don't even fucking pay attention to the sport and watch, do you? It's just trying to make it a little more organized so it doesn't look stupid. You have people literally, like you got douchebags, with their flag covering this. Yeah, covering the people's face. And, it's, and you don't wanna make, it's just, well, let's just fucking make this organized. Let's just organize this a little bit. Not trying to be a fussy prick. People like, oh, that's typical fussy prick IPF. No, this is what the Olympics do. This is what all world events do, is have something that looks presentable. So it doesn't look yeah. like you're running out of a local I mean, high school. I, for one, am offended because, quite frankly, if I ever made it onto the podium, I want to be holding a flag so big that you can't see my competitors. It's just me. Well, that's but I'm the prick and the reason why yeah. that this is now in place. Probably. It would um, also have my Instagram handle and phone number on it for anybody who wanted to contact me. Here's what. Here's Citizenship rule on representation at world events, including conditions for dual citizens who choose to change representation. It doesn't go into specifics of what that citizenship rule is. There's people who are moving into another nation. I think basically what they're trying to do is um, don't just leave it up to the nation to decide, but actually come up with some strong, because can well, we there should to... be strong rules, something about living in that nation for at least one to two yeah. years. So basically, you don't move there the fucking week before and compete under fucking a boo-boo-boo fucking yeah. country to fucking win be the world okay, well, champion. that's my league. I was going to say, that's, 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 that's going to have to be filtered out. Okay. Uh, so basically, I'm not Thanks. competing as Team Italy. Thanks. That's what I'm hearing. Now, yeah, I spent a half hour of my Sunday editing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, here's, so. A big, here's a big one. No more Wilkes, now replaced with an IPF formula, yet to be specified. They're probably still working out the kinks. It's not, so it's obviously not official yet that it's out. But I love it if for another reason that fucking Wilkes formula was BS. These, you're never, you're, I should say you're never beating Super Heavyweight, but for you to beat a Super Heavyweight, you have to be light years better than him. It's, yeah. It's, for men. Uh, the women's formula is actually different than the men's. Some people don't even realize that. It's two different formulas, men's and women's. I'm not sure how skewed there is in terms of weight classes. I'm sure there is. It seems, it seems to me. I'm more apparent with the men's. But with the men's, okay. With the, with, with the women's, with the women's, it seems to be closer for some reason, like, within the women's. It has but, to but when you look at the women's formula against men's, like, a woman goes seven times body weight, the same weight class as a guy who goes ten times, and the little Wilkes the fuck out of them. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's, 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 like, that's the crazy thing. It's because Wilkes is based on 
sample size, right? Though, like you're basing it on at the time yeah, it was created, yeah, on a sample yeah, of equipped yeah. lifters at a different size. Like you didn't have the lifters. That's why you're saying you can't. Here's here's whenever they have competitions and they want to do, hey, we're doing um, overall Wilkes deads, men and women, but we're using two different formulas for men and women. You're kind of fucked if you're a dude because the formulas aren't the same. It kind of, like it's. It, you, or you should, should have two different awards. Well, to take unless you're using the same take, calculator, because that's really hard to do. To take nothing away from the lifters, the fact that CC and Steffi fucking smoked equipped lifters with their Wilkes shows there's some sort of imbalance in there. For men to women's, like their their totals for fucking Wilkes was higher than most equipped, like top lifters. But how is that the Wilkes formula if the quick lifters using Wilkes formula and they're using it? That's what I'm saying. Like my thing is, is that how could two raw people? They're just way ahead. I was of gonna them. say yes. Yeah, that's just, form, that's, that's just not the formula. That's, yeah, that's, that's just formula. that's just Cece and Steffi are. But what I'm saying, so far ahead. What I'm saying is like the difference between men's and women's, and then I'm saying like with the equipped, equipped you would think with equipped mm. that Wilkes formula, like you're using the same formula for weight class. You would think equipped lifters are gonna lift a lot of fucking weight. That that mm. would be. I don't think that's formula though. Yeah, that's just that's the lifters. I know what you're saying, but I don't think the okay. So what I'm thinking is, per the difference of weight class, a super heavyweight is gonna the the formula just fucking bounce bumps up your Wilkes formula so much more. Well, there's like a point in the super heavyweight. It's like once you go over fucking someone said it. Once you go over there is three thirty or three forty, it really doesn't make a fucking matter. No, there's literally a point of um, at, at a certain point. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much you how much you, you weigh. Get, yeah, it just your your Wilkes just keeps going up. So it's it stops after a while. Yeah, it, it the Wilkes formula just straight up doesn't work. It looks funny. It doesn't make sense why it's always a super small guy or super heavy guy who's gonna win it. It's it benefits the abnormal. Yeah. And um, in terms of competitions using two different formulas, men versus women going head to head, it's fun to see men versus women. But we're using two different calculators and two different formulas to figure out who wins. Then it gets kind of weird. Yeah. And that doesn't. I don't think that takes away from anything to say. And it's weird to hold a competition where you're using two different formulas. Well, and normally like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't play into it very much in terms of men versus women. The two it's formulas only until you get into things like Grand Prix. Yeah. When that, it, everything comes down to Wilkes. So how can you have a Grand Prix? When... I I love seeing like I, I love the this day and age you try to be progressive. So you should, so you try to make a way that men and women can go head to head and you're not. But in the flip side. For now, until we work out something different, I think you gotta have two different divisions because it's weird to have two different formulas and then, but then to be like, hey, you beat this person based off a formula that if we use your number and pumped it in the other formula, it's told, everything changes. Yeah. And if that's weird, that's weird to me. But anyways, all right. For lifters wanting to compete in two age categories, open another, they must pay entry fees for both and compete twice. I think for me that just means, so previously, if you didn't know, you had to pick if you're going to be a master or open. Remember the guy from uh, Switzerland, um, Danny, said, yeah. hey, I want to do both. I want to do both. I want to do masters. A week later, lift in the open. I'm sorry, you can't. I believe if that's to be read, and this is a summary, he could do both now. You can lift in masters and then a week later Correct. open. And it's also important to note, moving forward, the IPF after 2019, the world masters is in April. Open mass, open uh, world championships in June. So you'll have people like Jen Thompson going to kick the both. shit out of people in April and then also come back in June and be like, hey, I'm going to win two different well, they, they, needed, to break, they yeah. needed to break that shit up. Doing it all in one week is it's just fucking too much. Not only breaking it up, but allowing people to do both now. Yeah. Why not? 
So, so they will. So that's cool. And I like that. For lifters wanting to compete in two age categories, oh, never mind. Okay. World's teams can no longer have lifters who are only on the team to break a single lift world record. It's worded poorly in the summary. It's probably worded differently in the actual whole write-up. Remember, we're pulling somebody to summarize it for us. But I believe it sounds like... So we had discussion. Somebody said, does that mean you can't sandbag your squat, sandbag your bench, smash your dead? And you were saying, we don't need to name names, but... Um, so I, w we've seen this happen. And, then, and, and even as recently as provincials, now it's the plan. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's, let's target this deadlift world record or national record. Someone's like, oh, I don't agree. They, we should make a rule. Well, how are you going to do that rule? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not it? something you can enforce. Like, you, can't enforce you can't enforce it because there's people that maybe are out there and do token lifts. Like, I, you fucking may have a fucked up elbow that fucks up your squat and bench, but you're still able to pull because you're not putting pressure on it. Like, you're pulling on it, not, not pushing on it, right? Mm -hmm. So there's people that'll go through and do token lifts on some things just to get through their day. Like, maybe something like provincials to get to nationals because you got four months to heal up and whatever and mm -hmm. you're yeah. not going to go up there and just do 135 you yeah. may do something like arm straight like you can't or like how would you even how would you enforce that yeah what do you do what do you do do you put it up to a jury panel to be looking at people with like a card that's, I think got, that's, that's, got, got, that's got like a, the pain chart from a hospital where you're actually just looking at the guy's face and how their squat face like you can't like. possibly enforce it yeah i'll tell you what okay i'm going to the matches next year with openers fuck your old Listen, all right, yeah, you've been waiting, you've been fucking waiting, huh? You've been waiting ever since when I got you earlier. Like, oh, yeah, okay, set up down. So, um, I could hit a master's qualifying national total with my openers and still sandbag it. So then, how can you, uh, okay, fine, I'll fucking take all three attempts. My last attempt's still going to be the same as what I would have done with my opener anyways. You can't make yeah. me. So then it would be... Well, then is the qualifying numbers too low? or what? Like, you can't enforce it. It's ridiculous. So when people get upset about it, and, and people say, well, it's not fair to the person who hit a, hit a world record or national record because they sandbag squats and bench, yeah. that's just part of the game. That's no, how I she mean, goes. That's how she goes. When you've got athletes, it is what it is. When you've got athletes who already have issues with things like pauses, with things like start commands and shit like that, where at least there's like a set rule that you actually have to follow a set pace so there's qualifications to that, and you still got athletes complaining about that. You want to throw in another variable of now, the, try hard now the judges are going to be like, you didn't try hard enough, you're out. Too easy? Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't work. No. So I think if I'm reading this right and I'm analyzing this right, I'm assuming they're actually just saying you can't break the open world record bench or the bench only world record entering a three lift because you're a bench specialist and you're going to go in the three lift. You're not a three lifter. You're going to sandbag the other list and just take that world record? Guess what? You can't break that world record unless you're in a bench only. I think that's how... What that's that means. what I believe it's the only it thing is. That's, it's the only thing that... I, so that's the only way you can enforce it is to be like that bench only world record or national record's not on the table. Yeah. And in you know what? If it's not, I don't care because I'm not in a world record anyway. So. Well, for a lot of all, that's probably about 99% of the I was going to say, so fuck the athletes that are worried about this. So we're running out of time here, fellas. Yeah. Let's wrap this up on the big ones here. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, the thing about changing the fractions of plates, not bad. Boxers, not bad. The fractions boxers. of plates one is actually good. Now, now you're allowed to... Especially for women with Now bench. that you're allowed to chip any of the three lifts rather than just a world record or national record. Is that what that is? I believe that's what it actually is. It Change smallest fraction plates available for record attempts. No, I didn't... I'm not seeing chipping anything. I was under the I impression that there was less also... Than so this might be another one then, because I was under the impression that there was also chipping of actual attempts now. Uh, let's see. 
sweatbands, who gives a shit? You can wear boxers, not boxer briefs. Well, T-shirt has to be worn by everyone. T-shirt worn by everyone all, all the time. Yeah. Um, Randy says the feminist one. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, we're going to have to edit because of Randy. Uh, let's see here. You know what, though? Like, here's my thing about oh, it. Okay. Is I know, wait, I'll quickly <laughs> on this one. You know, I want to say this before I get hate crimes about this. Um, I would have, it could have went either way. Like, it would have went either way. I really don't care. Because there is a part of that that's not right. You know what I mean? Like, that the guys can do it, the girls can't. I wouldn't have cared if it went either way. I understand the equality of that. Yeah. But they could have went in either direction of that. And I prefer the other direction. I wouldn't give a shit if the girls... I'm not offended, but whatever the shit. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, here's, here's another one. Um, so there's... So just so everyone knows, there's going to be no changes whatsoever to the squat, deadlift, or bench rules. And that's probably the biggest. People are all... Are worried about... There's a couple in terms people of down up. People worry about a couple of different bench ones, which arches, was one was, all that shit. Yeah, all that shit. Nothing say, changed. Yeah, one was feet up on the bench to set up, and one was having to do with back must be flat as possible, or something like that. Was the wording? Weighing procedure rules can be changed to ensure that lifters are weighed by officials of their own sex. I mean, that shouldn't be that hard if it's a if it's an international meet. You should be able to find a woman. Yeah. And I don't mind that either. You got a fucking like look. You got sub juniors and juniors. You if I have a fifteen year old daughter. Don't put fucking Randy Cook in that goddamn alone with her in the goddamn locker room because I'll be walking in with it. Okay? Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> no, but honestly, for real. No, it just makes sense. Don't put a fucking 15-year-old girl and be like, screw it. And get that. You're like, that's not yeah. right. And, and the, the room's locked and you know how it fucking goes. The door's shut yeah. anyways. No. And you don't do that to a fucking 25-year-old girl either, though. Like, you know, it, it shouldn't... It's uncomfortable when you're a woman and a man's there and like... Strip her down for me. Yeah, or and vice versa. I don't know if there's a language. what I'm packing. If, what I mean. If there's a language, if there's a language barrier, it's even scarier for the person, right? So, anyways, anyways yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind that. That makes sense. Master listers can set the record for all age categories below them until including the open, as long as they've met all the criteria and beat current records. Wasn't that always the situation? A master, a master could always beat open world record, or did they have to be in the open? I'm just wondering if that has to do with the whole uh, Masters have to now register as an open and a Masters lifter. It might just be a weird way of summarizing it. So it just might mean that you have to actually be registered as an open lifter and a Masters lifter if you want to set a Masters record or an open record, vice versa, blah, blah, blah. No, in the, in the Masters, you can break an open world yeah, record. Yeah, right now. But with the new rule that if you want to be an open lifter or qualify as an open lifter as a Masters, you have to register as an open lifter now. I wonder if the record's playing in that sort of I'll need something more of that. Um, yeah. There will be pictures for the protocol on Muslim women gear for raw lifting. That's pretty I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know what the fuck that means. I could be wrong, but looks like no changes to weight this classes is, for And this sex. is the big one, is that the change to add another class for women above the 84 plus was turned down. See, I know, but it's not just the women. See, I, I this is one I disagree with them on, is that... That should have been men and women a difference from two sixty to four hundred fucking pounds is a lot from one twenty to oh yeah to one the one twenty plus like you go one twenty which is roughly two hundred sixty pounds or whatever, then you have guys like Big Ray stepping in who are four hundred and some pounds. That's a pretty broad fucking same range. with women. Yeah, women's eighty five. And the reason why they did, they were talking about it for women as well is the fact that men already have eight different weight classes, whereas women only have seven. So it and would be balancing have, that out. Women like Daniel Mello. 
is not going ahead with Bonica Brown. No. Bonica Low. If the size difference is like, I don't know off the top of my head what they weighed in, but like, if it's like 80 pounds, 80 pounds, like mass moves mass. It's the same with the men's, like you just said. Um, so I think with what you were saying, I think they might have been like, well, you can maybe alleviate on the women's so it's eight for eight with size differences. Yeah. It's, it's the other. You can still do it for men's. I think I you get, might do. I totally agree. They should have added enough. I get, the, I get the, I get the like the other the other feds. They have three hundred eight, and I think I think we can use three hundred eight. Three hundred eight too. I think so too because yeah. that's that's a that's a fifty pound fucking yeah. spread. And then after that, if whenever you're over three hundred pounds, you're and you talk to guys like even Kelly Branton mentioned this in our podcast with him the one time that he used to compete. At, I believe it was two sixty five, and he said that was a great weight class for him. But now he doesn't get that option, so now he's weighing in at 400 pounds. Because he'd rather be on that end and be uncomfortable at 400 pounds and have a chance. Yeah, it's just... Then be miserable at 120. So, I agree. I think 308 for men would have made sense. I think 96 or 90 or whatever they're going to put in for women would have made sense. Listen, fellas, so we got to wrap it up because yeah. we got, we got, um, we got to get Randy out here. Yeah, we got, here we go. But, um, so we got another podcast coming. Thank you for saying, Randy. That's two episodes in a row now. Thank you very much. And I got to smash some food. So hope you enjoyed the debate. Continue the debate. Shoot us your messages. You know, post it up. I'll post up. If, if you message it, I'll reply back in the podcast or whatever the shit. We can have this discussion. I also want to talk about, but maybe me and you, Paul, can talk about, um, there's some, you know, some shit talking about spotters and whatnot. That we'd seen. I want to address that. We'll do it in the next episode. Definitely do it in the next episode. Um, so, so I want to address that as well. Yeah. So, anyways, from Six Pack Labadat, Randy Cook, Paul Marion's in, underscore lifts. Thank you for tuning in. Post it up in your stories. Give us high readings. Until next time, peace.